All right, folks. Well, welcome back to the Here We Grow radio show. I am your host, Michael Fogarth of the Fogarth Financial Group. And as we continue our segments this month on women in finance and, and really the the approach and, and the changing of the dynamic, and last week's show, we had a tremendous response as we were talking about um, divorce and retirement and just divorce and financial planning. We wanted to continue with a, another just huge segment, and I'm excited for the guests because we were talking off air before we get on here. She's coming to us all the way from sunny Florida, and uh, I wish everybody on the air could see. She's got a beautiful tan and everything. You can tell that she's not from Michigan where we're at because our sun is just now coming out. So I'm excited to have this week's guest, um, Kelly Cutchin here, who is with her group down in Florida. She is a senior account manager of Money Corp America. And, and really, Kelly, I want to jump in and just share with people out there listening um, up here in Michigan and really across the country on all of our podcast platforms, exactly what it is that Money Corp America is doing for people out there across the world, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for the introduction. I have been with Money Corp now for 15 years, and we specialize in currency exchange and international money transfers. And I'll tell you, over those 15 years, we've seen it all. You know, back from helping predominantly Brits buy second homes here in Florida to now more and more being focused on Americans looking to retire and invest overseas. So it's changed quite dramatically, but I've loved it every step of the way. You know, it's, it's so funny. Um, I have an appointment this Friday with a client um, who is looking to go to Puerto Rico for some tax planning reasons. Um, so again, there's this current, it's becoming so popular and I don't, I think it's because retirement in, in my eyes, I see as active now. So people are now getting ready to go into this active retirement. Well, traveling is probably one of the biggest active things that you can do. All right. So Kelly, tell me what, what got you started in your professional career and really how did it evolve into your position, you know, where you're at today? Okay. Good question. It's sort of a story of luck, actually, right place, right time kind of thing. I was working at a local title company here in Central Florida where I worked closely to organize real estate closings when a family member of mine caught wind that a UK company called Money Corp was actually opening an office here in the States and they were looking for some administrative type help. I figured what the heck, I wasn't overly passionate about what I was doing, so I gave it a shot, um, which led to me joining, in, joining Money Corp in 2006 um, as an administrative assistant I was doing the most entry level of tasks you can imagine from making coffee to answering phones to running errands, but I always put 100% of my energy into every task and soon moved up into a sales role where I applied the same ethic. Um, I worked really hard. I strived to have 100% client satisfaction and again, moved up years later. I've repeated the same pattern time and time again until being asked to be the um, in the role that I'm in today, which is the country manager for Money Corp here in the United States. Well, that's that's exciting stuff. And so really, you know, the, the start of your career leading to where you're at today, walk us through, you know, hardships, right? Um, and really, what were your feelings, you know, dealing with those as you moved up that, that corporate ladder? Okay. I would say, hands down, it's got to be the work-life balance, especially when you do become passionate about what you do, is it becomes easy to let things get off-balanced. But it's important to me to never miss the important stuff, right? So this might mean that I'm going to need to put an extra time up front to get a project completed before an approaching deadline so that I don't miss on the special moments like you know my daughter's dance recital or my son's first baseball game. Yeah, I, those are so, I know, I, you know, with what I 
I have six kids, right? And so it's it's having that structure of really building things, right? And, and yes, out front, I, I you know, there was not as many events that I could attend as, as much today to where I'm coaching one of them and we're at a soccer field or this or that, you know, all the time. So it's, it's making those sacrifices to be able to allow yourself along the way. So, you know, as you grew in, in the career, you know, motivation, right? I mean, you talk about starting early kind of on the entry level side and then building it now to where you're senior account manager, what motivated you to do those, you know, advances? Yeah, there's a few things that motivate me to do more and to always do my best. I'll start with my family. It feels good to make others proud of you, right? And I want my children to be successful and hardworking and people that employers want to hire in the future. So I wanna show them what good looks like, but also I'm strangely motivated by bringing joy to others. I know if I do a really good job on something or if I bring a solution to a problem or if I help customers to have the best possible experience that they will have, um, that will bring them happiness, which ultimately makes me happy and truly motivates me. Well, I, I love to hear that because it is, it's, it's about empowering the future. You know, we talked about that in the last show of setting a good example of a role model of, of, you know, of women in finance. And so, you know, did you always know that you wanted to be in the financial field or working even heck with currencies? Um, what was kind of that defining moment for you as you said, hey, finances, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be really passionate and good about. That's funny because the answer is absolutely not. Um, had you asked me years ago, not only as a child, but as a young adult, what I wanted to be when I grow up, I would have told you an entertainer, maybe an actress or a dancer, maybe even a performer on Broadway. Um, but to pay for dance classes, you need to earn a living, which is why I started working. Um, first off with a timeshare company here in Florida, then with the title company and ultimately landing at Money Corp. So I'd say you don't always have to have a straight career path, but keep in mind, Keep an open mind, and when you land in the right place, you'll know. You'll discover a passion for it, whatever it is, um, which you never knew you possibly had. Right. You know, it, it's funny. You know, I always, always do like a career day, right? And I go in and I talk to, you know, even teachers and parents. I'm like, look, very few people, you know, are going to say oh, they're going to be a financial advisor when they grow up, right? Yeah. It's not like top of the list, like, hey, Dan, when I grow up, I'm, you know, carrying around the briefcase and the tie. And, yeah, I mean, maybe there's a few, but. You know, it's always like, you know, I'm going to be a policeman or a firefighter or, you know, professional this or that, right? Or president of the United States. The financial advisor just doesn't, you know, skyrocket to that math. So, yep. you know, I, I love as we continue, you know, talking about women and in, in careers. You have a career in global currency and international payments spanning over several years. What would you say are like the key challenges that you've been faced with over that time? As I said, hands down, that work-life balance, especially when you become passionate about what you do, as it becomes easy to begin to let things get off balance. It's important to me to never miss out on that important stuff in my life. So that means, again, if I need to hit deadlines way before they're due so that I don't have to miss out on those important things in my life, then so be it. It's about organization, have a great life partner, right? And uh, work together to get things done, both at work and personally. Well, I, I love that you said that. And listen, folks, don't go anywhere. We are just scratching the surface here with, with Kelly, talking about global finance, talking about limited finance, talking about work-life balance, talking about all of these things that, you know, I don't think that not only women are faced with, but really everybody in today's economy and in, in, in the jobs, but it's really nice to see and to hear your success, Kelly. So folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back from the break, we're going to dive in a lot deeper with experiences and, and triggers maybe that have, have, 
Kelly has faced over her career and how she overcame them. So you're not going to want to miss when we get back. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back on the Here We Grow radio show. All right, folks, well, welcome back to the Here We Grow radio show. I am your host, Michael Fogoth of Fogoth Financial Group. And I am really excited because right before the break, for those of you that are just tuning in or joining us, uh, Kelly and I were talking about being able to really pivot and to have balance in work. And so I wanted to kind of jump in as we're talking about women in finance. Kelly, this is something that, you know, is, is a tougher question, but I'd love your take on it is, you know, from your experience, what triggers gender discrimination and inequality in the financial industry? Because we talked about this last week. There's a lot more males than there are females in the financial world. Why and really what triggers you, do you think are out there? Okay. Well, in my opinion, this starts at the top. If you don't have a company with leaders who are willing to evolve, then you need to think twice about the company you're choosing to work for. Um, at Money Corp, we're lucky enough to have almost equal parts of men and women in the organization and an even larger portion of women on the North American leadership team. Um, because of this, we're able to collaborate and bring more diverse conversations to the table, which ultimately leads to better client satisfaction, in my opinion. At the end of the day, men and women alike are making global payments. So having men and women tailoring our products for our customers seems like just the right thing to do. Absolutely. And it's funny, we talked about that last week with Heidi on the show of, you know, of, of both men and women, but by just by natural DNA, women are better listeners, right? So it's, it's you know, you talk about a leader and being able to evolve with a company. I think it's just, it gets back to listen. God gave us two ears, one mouth. We should listen more. And I think women are, are, are awesome listeners to be able to listen, adjust, and then kind of move on that. So as we continue on here, I really want to talk about challenges because I love when we're able to say, okay, you know, here's a challenge that you were faced with. And really in your specific role in finances, right now, how are you able, or really maybe it's an example of how you overcame that in with what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis? So I think what I'd like to do is just mention that my biggest challenge right now is the exact same as many others out in the workforce right now. How am I going to transition from this work from home environment back to the office? And I think the way this is going to happen for us is to change our mindset. So let's not focus on what we're going to miss out on from not being home, which I'll admit is not going to be easy, um, but rather let's, uh, let's remind ourselves that although some of us were living through the scariest times of our lives, we were surrounded by so many blessings. Right? So seeing the kids come home from school and walking the dog while you were on a conference call and of course wearing flip-flops to important Zoom board meetings. We should remind ourselves that we were lucky enough to do these things for a period of time, but now it's time to move forward. And again, I just think that those are encouraging words that so many women out there need, need to hear so that we can, we can get back out there and remain um, a great asset to the workforce. I think it's so true. You know, I, the one thing that I'll tell you that I've seen, and I, and I know even in our office here, is in what you talked about earlier, it's about evolving, right? It's just because, you know, it, it's safe to go back to work and do all the things that we did two years ago doesn't mean that we need to go back to doing the exact same things the exact same ways. So if we can evolve and bring, hey, the things that worked really well or that we like, let's bring those into the workforce. Maybe these things weren't as good or, or we, we should stop doing them. This is the perfect time and it really gives everybody permission to not do the things that don't work and do the things that do work. Hey, 
Maybe I need to be home at noon on a Tuesday because there's a great time to, I don't know, pick my kid up or do something like that. Let's fit that into the schedule and really evolve with these things. So I love that you said that. Now, one of the things that I know that are out there, especially with what you're doing, and heck, changes of administration, changes of just global economy, as we talk about it in finances, what are you really, what are you doing right now to keep current with these laws and regulations that are out there? Because, heck, I mean, you turn on the TV and it feels like there's another law that's passed or something that's changing. What are you doing to keep yourself current on all these things? Absolutely. So the good news is that Money Corp provides a lot of training, not only for new starters, but ongoing. So we're required to regularly complete training modules to ensure we're up to speed on new regulations or changes within our industry. But also, I would say, um, surround yourself with smart people. Of course, we need to stay current on the news. And by this, obviously, I don't mean scroll through your social media sites, but always pay attention when others who you deem as specialists um, are speaking and learn from them. If you hear someone talk about something that you're not very knowledgeable on, contact them, ask them questions, pick their brains. Um, you'll learn something and actually you'll find that people enjoy you doing that. So if for nothing else, do it to make somebody else feel good. But I promise you, you'll learn something along the way as well. It's such a great point. And, and I know that, you know, with our show here, we were able to pick up some of the, you know, the biggest names in the industry and really just worldwide during this, this pandemic, just by asking that you would think before, well, gosh, they probably don't have time or maybe now's not the right, you know, I don't want to bug them. This pandemic really opened that door because 99.9% .9 of people were at home, not with as much to do as they were doing two years ago. So they had more time to be able to jump on here, share their knowledge. And really, I think from my standpoint, just to pick their brain and surround myself with people who are smarter than myself to be able to just continue to level up. So awesome answer. I love that you shared that because I hope so many people out there listening picked up on what she said of surrounding yourself with smart people and people that can make you better. And I think that that kind of segues into our, into our, our question here, Kelly, is when we talk about failure, failure in the workplace, failure in, in life, it's, it's a tough subject because... I always call it like the Las Vegas syndrome, right? Everybody will tell you about how much money they made in Las Vegas, but nobody's going to come back and be like, man, I lost a ton of money. Let me tell you how big of a, you know, a loss I can. And well, let's talk a little bit tougher now about failure and what did you learn from it? Because, you know, I always use the saying, I've never lost in my life. I just ran out of time. So I look at these failures as I just need more time and I promise I'll fix it and get to a point where we can win. How do you use your biggest failures and what did you learn from well, Mike, I'm going to have to borrow that one off of you for the future, but I guess I don't have a specific failure to kind of elaborate on, which I'm sure there are many, um, but I would have to say overall that doubting myself is one of my biggest failures. I've had moments in my past where I felt intimidated or underqualified to answer questions which I was being asked. Um, it's important to remind ourselves that you are right where you're supposed to be in that moment, and it's okay to not always feel um, the need to have the answers to everything, right? So I find that admitting that you don't know something makes you look way better than the person on the other side of the table that is clearly speaking about something that they're not all that knowledgeable about. So take a deep breath and go do some research or better yet, find someone else who can help you because at the end of the day, a solution is a solution. And if you helped to get it done, it doesn't matter that you weren't the specific person who had all of those answers. 
I love that you said that a solution is a solution, right? And I think that so many times we get caught up in the fact that well, the solution didn't come from me or we, I have to be the one that gives that solution or I'm going to be deemed to be, you know, less valuable. That's not the case, right? A solution is a solution. So I, I, I think that's a great place to take a quick break, folks. I don't want you to go anywhere, but I'm telling you, when you come back, this last segment is my favorite segment. This is a segment where we have, I have a bunch of highlights and a bunch of notes and the questions that we want to dive a lot deeper into. So folks, listen, this is something that you're going to want to make sure you come back to, or if you're tuning in right now and you miss the first part of our show, this show and each and every show is available on your favorite podcast provider. So any one of them out there that you want to go to, if you're on um, Apple, Google, or on Anchor, all of your platforms, you can listen to this show and each and every show. So don't go anywhere. We're going to go on a quick break. We're going to come back and wrap things up here with Kelly, who, again, she is a senior account manager of Money Corp America and dealing with women in finances. It's a great segment and a great way to wrap things up. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Folks, welcome back to the Here We Grow Radio Show. I am your host, Michael Fogarth from the Fogarth Financial Group. And listen, we had, we had a really stop things, hard stop before the break, because we're going to get into all the good stuff that I wanted to save Kelly all the way until the end. So I am excited for these last few questions. I hope that you are too, because we're talking about women in finances and we're talking about some of the, the failures and some of these things that you've overcome and how to have this work-life balance and to be proud of others and, and to evolve in what we're doing. But I want to get into the fun stuff. I want to get the stuff that, that, that's inspirational, that makes us feel good and really, you know, end the show on a high note. And I know that uh, this is something that you're going to be able to really drive home for all of our listeners out there. I want you to share with everybody out there, like, why do you feel that you could be an inspiration to other women, even younger women that we were talking about, like maybe that are entry level and thinking about getting into finance? How would you inspire them right now? Because of where I started, I was very entry level. I mean, Earlier, I talked about I was making coffee, but I was making a great cup of coffee and I was answering phones and I was answering phones with a smile on my face. So again, very entry level, but with a can do attitude and willingness to do whatever was needed for the business, I was able to climb the corporate ladder just like anyone else could and never feeling like because I was a woman or I was was there a need for me to hold back. It takes time. It takes hard work. But wouldn't you envision that's what you would need to put in in order to be successful? So just take your time. Always do the best that you can ever do. Be a role model to others. Be a role model to your children, and it'll work out. Everything will work out fine. I love that you say it. You know, it's kind of, you know, coming back, and it's going to tie into my next question here in a second with, with the work-life balance and home and being an, a woman in, you know, in an executive workplace, but it's that balance, right? It's 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 looking at my children and hey can i be a positive role model for them not just everybody in my office or my entire industry right sometimes it's those two little eyes that are looking at you and saying okay mom dad did you do the best that you could possibly do today to inspire others and that's just a reminder for me and i and i love that you said that because it's kind of a kick in my own rear to say hey that's what, that's what i'm really doing this for is, is the kids and, and the next generation of people coming up so i know you talked about the kids earlier I know I struggle with this still to this day. I don't know if it ever can be perfected, if you will, but how do you personally balance work, home, life balance as a woman in the executive workplace that you're in right now? Okay. Well, let's start for a moment just by talking about this she session uh, that followed the pandemic, which was unfortunately um, impacted more 
women than men, right? So according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, women accounted for more than half of the 20.5 million jobs lost in April 2020, effectively increasing the unemployment rate for adult women to about 15% from only 3.1% just two months earlier. So almost one year later, of those 346,000 U.S. adults who stopped working altogether as of January 2021, over 80% were women. And according to the National Women's Law Center, this could be a lack of work-life balance for working women who feel they need to choose between work and being a caretaker. And I would just say to encourage women, it is possible. Have a great life partner. Be organized. Don't miss the important stuff if at all possible. And work for an employer that understands the importance of not missing those life uh, memory-making moments that are ever so important to all of us. So um, why choose between work and, and life if it's possible to have balance and do both? I, I think you nailed it right on the head there. And it really it boils down to a team, right? I know it's funny because I'm thinking about every time we've hired somebody, heck, and so many people in this last year, I tell them it's family first in this office, right? It's, look, if your kid is sick, like, I don't, you don't need to call and take a day or to feel guilty. Somebody on your, your team is going to step up for you because the same thing is going to hold true because if, if you're having that tough time today, there may be a team member a month from now that's having a tough time that we need to step up for them. So it's not only having that team at home, it's having that team, if you will, here in the office. And, you know, we kind of joke in our office, you know, we call it, you know, it's a, it's the Fogus family here. Um, and I have my Fogus family at home because we, 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 we cover for each other. And it's not necessarily like in a negative way. It's, hey, so-and-so's got to be home with their kid or learning uh, virtual school. I mean, we had so many people in the office like, well, I got I to gotta log my kid in. I can't be in until 10 when we really start at nine. So who on the team can step up? So I love that you said, you know, it's balance. And if anything, I think that it's taught us that we, we, I'm guilty. I had a lack of balance two years ago. It was, this opened my eyes. I've never spent more time as a family eating family dinners at home during the pandemic because there was no soccer games. There was no late working because we were, I was working from home. They couldn't go to a soccer game. So I love that you said it's that balance of being able to bring everything back in. So thank you for reminding me and everybody out there listening of don't give it up, right? I mean, we have it, don't give it up. So thank you for saying that. All right, as we wrap things up here, and I, heck, I know we could probably go on for another couple hours, but we got to wrap up here for the sake of the time of the show. Um, what does Money Corp, or I should say, why does Money Corp have such a higher level, and you talked about this earlier, higher level of women then lots of the other financial services companies out there, you mentioned about North America, you know, majority here and there. Why is Money Corp the leader when it comes to this in the financial services uh, business? Yeah, and again, I'd say it starts from the top. We've proven ourselves, right? We work hard, we're flexible, yet we expect a really high level of service and darn it, we do it with a smile. Um, and I just say, who wouldn't want to employ hardworking, customer service-driven women to lead their organizations? So, it starts at the top, and um, we're very grateful to have uh, CEOs and, and board members right at the top that are loving, empowering women and seeing how it's changing our industry. I think that it's so important. You said the word hardworking in there. And, you know, to me, hardworking, it's regardless of male or female, right? It's something that can get in there that, that can prove it's, 
it doesn't matter again if, if you're filling up a cup of coffee or if you're answering a phone or if, or if you're making you know the highest level executive board decision out there you're doing it with a smile on your face you're doing it with the best interest of of your morals your ethics and and really the best interest of the company so I just love that you, you've said, I feel like you've, you've said all the right things today of, of doing this and to be able to highlight, you know, a phenomenal woman in finance like yourself and being able to share this and, and to really build the next level of leaders, right? To be able to say, okay, our children that are out there and the people that are getting ready to take that entry level job and they're getting, you know, you said this, you know, they're getting back to work and they may say, well, I don't want to be the person answering the phone. I don't want to be the person getting the coffee. I hope that they're listening to this today to say that it's okay. Because it's not, it's not what we're going to be doing forever, that we're doing this with a smile on our face so we can have this and then in the future they can follow into the footsteps and do those executive things like yourself are doing. So thank you for sharing that with our listeners out there. And I hope that a lot of people heard what she said today. And if, if you want more of it, again, listen to the entire show on your favorite podcast provider. But last question I have for you today, kind of a wrap-up question. If there's one piece of advice that you could give the listeners today what would that be? Never give up, right? If you're unhappy, move on, find your passion. And if you don't know what it is, keep moving because when you find it, you'll know. And this is when what you do will no longer feel like work or a job, but rather something that you love and enjoy. So never give up, keep moving on. I, I love that. Never, never give up. Just again, it goes back. I mean, what, you're never going to lose if you keep going, right? That's I mean, right. You're, you're, you're never going to score that basket if you don't take that shot. That's it. Never give up, right? Apply for that job. If you listen right now, like I, you said this earlier, I don't feel like I'm qualified or I'm not the right. Just do it. Literally, now is the, now is the best time. People are hiring more than they've ever hired before. Now that I'm, don't give up. Go after it. Swing for the fences, if you will, right? And I, I was going to say fail forward. So, Kelly, thank you so much for the time. I know we can keep going on and on and on, and you can just keep shining the light into, into all these males and females and really highlighting the women in finance today. So I thank you for your time. And, and all of our listeners out there from, from sunny Michigan to sunny Florida, thank you so much. And look forward to maybe bringing you back on as things go back in this global craziness continues to add chaotic and, and just interesting times to our economy. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been a pleasure being here today with you. All right. Thank you, folks. Make sure you tune in each and every week on the Here We Go radio show as we continue to highlight the world's best women in finances for this month in the women in finance. So thanks so much. We'll talk to you all next week.